Welcome in, everyone. This is the 14 Yards at Betting Podcast. NFL season is back. Week one is in the books, and uh, we're going to look over week two. A bit more, a bit of information gathered from week one, no doubt, from the guys and everyone betting out there. Obviously, you've probably found a few tidbits, or you know, it's all about trying to find. You know, even week two, uh, you still are able to maybe get a bit of an edge on bookies on touchdown scorers and uh, you know what teams you think are good and or bad. Yeah, against consensus or against what the bookies thought. So it'd be interesting to see uh, some takeaways that the guys have got. And uh, anyone that is what is listening or watching uh, that came to the week one extravaganza in Felsen's Birmingham, great enjoyable night with the uh, the guys currently in the room with me here. It was good to see them all. Uh, although I did get pumped at a game of darts with Sean. Um, the boy, the boys in the room did experience a 180 live from from yours truly. <laughs> so, so that was pretty good. But uh, yeah, what a great night that was. And um, well, I don't know, I don't know how much Adam enjoyed it because um, it always seems to be whenever we do a full ten yards meet up that the Bengals get pumped by the Browns. So um, yeah, history repeating itself there, Adam. Yeah, I think I can speak for me myself and Liam that uh, the week the season doesn't start till week two anyway. Like the first week is just extended preseason. Yeah, I, I uh, actually only watched the first half of that game, as, as you're aware. Uh, I yeah. then came and played pool with you and uh, sat down there for the rest of the rest of the <laughs> game, which uh, seems seems like I didn't miss too much. I did take out sixty six in two darts though, so I was happy enough with that. Um, still remember that bit of the night against yeah. Liam. But um, no, it was a fantastic night, fantastic evening. Um, I'm very happy I didn't have to get a five o'clock train like some people. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it and looking forward to watching this week at home in the comfort of my own home and uh, being able to pay a bit more attention to the games this week. Yeah, certainly that person that was getting a five for the five nineteen train from Birmingham New Street to Stamford Lincolnshire was uh, was myself, and um, yeah, it took me most of Monday to recover. And I do not advocate or recommend walking through the streets of Birmingham at, at 10 to 5 in the morning. Uh, yeah, it's not. I mean, Birmingham it's not a, it doesn't feel like a safe place, that's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Liam obviously turned up here proud in his, his Kansas City uh, Chiefs uh, jersey despite their opening kickoff defeat to, uh, to Detroit. But, Liam, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. One of my highlights of the evening was sitting next to our... Uh, American friend that was a Steelers fan that was there, and uh, he had a terrible towel. And he said, "Are you not embarrassed to be wearing a Patrick Mahomes jersey after Thursday night?" And then thirty seconds later, Kenny Pickett threw his first pick of the day. So I was relieved and quite happy at that the, the timing of that. So uh, yeah, it was good. And both those darts highlights were against me as well. So that was fun. <laughs> One eighty. <laughs> and My only darts highlights were uh, getting given someone else's arrows and then breaking them on the first throw. On the first throw, yeah. <laughs> So there we go. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, betting wise, uh, obviously I'll, I'll recap what we uh, kind of did last week. But I was a Jahan Dotson touchdown away from uh, from some decent money. Uh, and let's say some, for some of you that maybe listen to the podcast, we did throw out some decent price, uh, kind of any any time touchdown scorers. Roshan Johnson eight to one. I think I threw out there. Justice Hill fifteen to one. I threw out there as well. So um, I know it took a J.K. Dobbins uh, injury for for Justice Hill to get a touchdown, but. Uh, not sure you're going to be getting those prices at this week, obviously, with J.K. Dobbins out for the season. Uh, I am, we'll get to obviously Thursday night in a minute, but Kenneth Gainwell obviously being ruled out has shortened the price on uh, Rashad Penny, but I've managed to get on the bigger prices than they are now on there. But yeah, we'll get on to that in a minute. But in talk, talking of last week's kind of bet and recap, so we kind of obviously give you the the primetime games, best bets, and then our best spread and the best handicap. Uh, I got three out of five, Adam got two out of five, and Liam just one out of five. But if you look at, if you look at what we've, if you picked the ones that we got right, we actually got one right in every category. In each of the five categories, you just had to pick <laughs> to pick the right one. So obviously, um, that was decent that we managed. Some, at least one of us managed to nail something in each of the uh, the different categories. But obviously, from our perspective, uh, a lot of improvement that that, that can be had. Um, and I, I probably just need to stick to any time touchdown scores because I absolutely fucking nailed that last week. Um, You're three, and, yeah, and um, yeah. Maybe. And the live games, I didn't do too badly as well. I went under in the Jets game. I went under in the the, uh, the, the Detroit Kansas City game, and as I felt, it didn't, I mean, I didn't feel great saying it, but um, so that actually probably leads us on to uh, this question quite nicely. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on uh, with regards to takeaways from week one. Obviously, there's there's a danger of overreacting. There's a danger of you know 
extrapolating stuff out and thinking, you know, either some teams are going to be really bad or really good. But I wanted to kind of get your guys' thoughts on any takeaways you had from week one, whether it be, you know, the totals that you you always think will be unders and overs. Uh, I don't know, you, you might like Dallas and the Jets games to be unders because of the defences and, and whatnot. Or is there a team that you thought that you're going to cash in or you're going to try and take advantage of like lenient handicaps, whether or not because you think the team is really bad or really good? Um, but I just, yeah, Adam, I don't know if you had any overriding thoughts from week one. I know that scoring was down and I think our yards were down. I don't know, there's been an article out today. Um, I, I assume on the athletic, but I can't remember where um, uh, about passing about about uh, yeah about deep shots. Um, yeah. Obviously, Burrow has been affected by that last complete. Well, definitely last season he was facing two high two high safeties all the time and having to play shorter plays. And obviously, Mahomes, they'll be he'll be the next guy that they target with that kind of thing. So it kind of makes sense that they're they're shorter passes in general. Um, but no, I, honestly, because we were out and I was drinking, I didn't. I didn't actually catch a lot of the uh, games last week, which is ironic given we had every game available to watch. Um, <laughs> but no, after after the debacle in Cincinnati, where if you extrapolate, Joe Burrow's on for a massive 1,394 passing yards this year, uh, if you extrapolate out his week one output. Um, yeah, th- there wasn't a whole lot to, to take for me personally. I know you asked us to do um, our spreads for the week, and I'm, I'm within a point or two on pretty much all of them. So... Nothing seems particularly over overreacted upon so far. So um yeah, for me it's it's a watching a watching brief this week and trying to pay a little bit more attention to everything. Yeah, and just a point on the, the air yards and the and the total points. I I I was looking through the total points kind of markets for all the games this week and I've never seen so many under forty or like under forty one, yeah. forty two. There's a hell of a lot of lower lower um uh, lower total points numbers and obviously we'll get to them in in that relevant section of there but I, that's one thing i noticed when i was was prepping for this one was the amount of threes 38 39s that, that i was putting into so that's obviously quite interesting liam uh, any takeaways from you yeah i was going to mention the totals and um i've got access to pff green line which talks about some of the like where the money is and even though the totals are really low there's so many games when america's also this american numbers that people 90% plus the money's on unders. So like even though they've reduced the lines, it feels like the public is still saying, okay, totals are down, scoring's down, deep passes are down. Uh and one thing that I mentioned was that we we're gonna mention that week one had more turnovers than any other week one um in the last 15 years. Um that just feels like for me sloppy offense rather than great defense. Uh and I think years past maybe defenses took a few weeks to to kind of catch up, but now a lot of them play too high, please run the ball on us, don't throw it deep. I think it's more offences that are, are coming into games being quite sloppy. So yeah, a lot of turnovers, a lot of low totals, but the public is still betting under. So it'd be interesting to see how that kind of trend goes. Because if we have another week of unders this week, the totals are going to be even lower and it mm-hmm. could could lead to some nice opportunities in, in week three to bet the over. Yeah, there was a. I will say there was a hell of a lot of ineptitude at the quarterback position. A lot of it, especially all the big stars, is probably why it's under the magnifying glass a little bit more. Because the the, the big guys, your Lamar Jackson, your Joe Burrows, et cetera, et cetera, even like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, especially just yoloing a couple of balls. Jalen Hurts struggled against New England um, again because because the big guys were struggling. Uh, I think I say it was it's probably down to that as well, and it, it won't last obviously all season. A few bounce back this week, and uh, yeah, we start off then. Well, my one, my one takeaway, um, I kind of think, well, I was it's from a team perspective, uh, I was quite surprised by a couple of teams. Green Bay Packers, I think, will actually be be, be pretty good, and I think they're actually a, a decent opportunity for the NFC North to to win that division. Because I said to you, I said I said in the um, NFC North preview, I said the Packers have the best defense in the division, um, yep. and I think with the the other teams, I mean. I, Detroit obviously beat Kansas City and Kansas City, but I don't necessarily think that was because of Detroit so much. Uh, and I think there's a bit of value there for um, a bit of value there for the for the Packers and Jordan Love certainly. Well, he's not not he's hardly put himself into the Hall of Fame after one game, but um, I was certainly pleasantly surprised at how good they were. Same with the Saints. I think them. They, I know their their odds against still for the NFC South. I thought the Saints looked good and handled handled things well, but with Derek Carr obviously being first week proper game new team. I thought they looked all right, um, and then Seattle. I think Seattle could be a team that struggle um, at least for the first half of the season because their tackles 
their tackles are, are out or injured and, and whatnot as well. So I think Seattle might be one that you could get in a. I know they're not they're not overly fancied uh, at Detroit this week, but um, it'd be interesting to see if they bounce back or I think they could be pretty, they could be bad this season. The, the Seahawks. So uh, there was those were a couple of teams in there. Like I say, I think the um, unders for the Dallas and Jets games because I don't necessarily think those those offenses are gonna gonna be doing too much. Um, and obviously they face off against each other this week, so that's going to be uh, an ultimate slug, uh, an ultimate one for the purists, isn't it? I think, but uh, we should see, we should see how we go. Right, anyway, lads, let's get into week one then. Uh, Thursday night football tonight sees Philadelphia minus seven hosting the Minnesota Vikings. The over under here is forty eight and a half. If I can bring bring my little picture up. There we go. Forty-eight and a half is the line. Seven seven-point favourites are the Eagles at uh, Lincoln Financial Field. Is it one to three? The Eagles, if you fancy on the money line. Uh, the Tampa Bay, uh, sorry, the Minnesota Vikings are eleven to four. But obviously they um, they got beaten by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I kind of touted as my upset of the week last week. So I was glad that one came in as well. So uh, for me personally, I do not see anything other than uh, a comfortable a comfortable Philadelphia win. Um, mentioned obviously Kenneth Gainwell is out, so it would be some sort of DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, take your pick up, you know, spin the wheel at running back. Um, although some people do fancy DeAndre Swift to get the, the lion's share of uh, of things there. But um, yeah, I mean, it's Kirk Cousins in prime time. We've we've gone through that wheelhouse however many times you want to go through it. But uh, yeah, your thoughts on the game, Adam? Yeah, it's, um, it's down to six points now. So if you want the Eagles, then you, you're looking a little bit better now. And frankly, it should be the Eagles, and I think it will be by more than six. So that would that would be my lean for this one. Yeah, as you say, the the running back room is the the most intriguing thing. I've heard Gainwell I had fifteen carries last week. He I think he scored a touchdown. Um, so the the most likely repoint, replacement, like for like, is Penny. But obviously, it's the Eagles. Yeah, it'll probably be a Boston Scott week because that's how they work. Um, I feel like it should be Penny Swift, Boston Scott, but. Who knows? Um, I do expect uh, Dallas Goddard to have a decent game. I've, I've put him in one of my bets this week after not having anything last week. I think he's probably going to bounce back a bit. Um, but no, the, the Vikings are always entertaining. They always Cousins always seems to throw 300 yards, but they they don't have a great defense. They're going to put up points. It should be a fairly high-scoring game, I think. Uh, the weather seems like it's going to be dry. Um, eight degrees, no, no kind of wind, so should be a decent one to watch. Um, my bet for this one was Jalen Hurts anytime. 19 to 20 at William Hill. Not not exactly expansive, but he didn't score last week either. He had nine carries, uh, second in the team on the ground. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he'll get in the end zone this week. Yeah, just a note on the prices for the running backs, including Jalen Hurts. Uh, he Jalen Hurts was actually eleven to ten a couple of days ago before the uh, the game. Well, news came out that it was mm. ruled out, so um, that's obviously coming in a bit as well. But Penny was four to one any times now fifteen to eight, and Swift was fifteen to eight any time, and that's now into eleven to eight. So um, yeah, some. Yeah, it's good to good to see. I've managed to get on Penny. Any might have one carry, but never, never mind. Can't uh, nothing like, nothing like beating uh, spending value out there, is it? Uh, Liam, your thoughts on the game? Uh, yeah, I think the Vikings' offensive line look pretty bad against the Bucks. I know the Bucks are good on defense, but that's more the secondary. They're not blessed with loads of pass rushers like they were the year they won the Super Bowl. So I think probably eye-opening to me because uh, the Vikings do have a very good left tackle, but the other four were just absolutely awful so my worry for this game is it could be like 10 nil and the eagles have got the ball back after a second sack fumble or something and you're just there like yeah this game's dead from a betting perspective because the eagles are pretty good when they get a lead they'll sit on it and just run the ball a lot just to kill the clock they won't throw it more and more like maybe the bills or the dolphins would to try and score more points um so my only bets would probably be more player props uh i think the over is tough because if kirk cousins gets hit all the time they'll struggle i think jane hurts looked pretty bad last week so he'll want to bounce back so yeah for me um there's a few overs so even like just jefferson receiving yards over looks pretty good i think um addison's receiving yards look pretty good because i think they'll be losing so they'll be throwing it a lot um and then like you said the running back props but my best bet i've gone for the boost for sky bet which is just jefferson 100 yards receiving uh, and jalen hurts score a touchdown at, uh rushing touchdown at seven to two um partly did this in case adam wins his bet i wanted to have the justin jefferson 100 yards just to make my odds slightly better That's so uh, so i can get ahead in the competition of uh of our weekly picks but <laughs> yeah i uh, always pick vikings to win games so i'm trying to learn my lesson i'm going against them which i never normally do i, I 
got a weird thing for uh, Jefferson and Cousins. So yeah, uh, I think the Eagles will win, but I just don't want to bet the line. Yeah, I, I have some worries. I, I think I think Philly will win by double digits here. Um, I think the Minnesota have a few guys out on the offensive line as well. Is it Darasaur and I want to say Garrett Bradbury? I think yeah, but two of those. Yeah, they're, and they're the Eagles. Eagles are missing um, the safety as well and corner safety and obviously game well, like you said. So there's some injuries affecting this game all over the place. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that defensive line of the rotation they have in Philadelphia, I, I, again, I just think similar to Tampa Bay last week, Minnesota won't be able to do too much uh, or get in too much of a rhythm. Um, they might have the odd driver here, but uh, as I say, I, I would go unders because I don't think Minnesota will score that many unless you get a lot of garbage time. Uh, but my my best bet was AJ Brown in time touchdown scorer. I, I said last week that I think this Vikings defense is just dumpster fire type stuff, and the Eagles can do whatever they want. And I just think they'll throw all over them. They want to put a statement out after struggling against New England Patriots last week. I think New England are another team that surprised me last week as well. I think they'll be whilst they're in a difficult division. I think Mac Jones and that offense actually played quite well. Um, and yeah, obviously the defense is, is usually pretty good as well. But uh, yeah, I think Philadelphia will just come out and be like, yeah, we're her first home game, get their Super Bowl run back, not necessarily back on track, but yeah, put out a statement because you know Dallas obviously put a statement out last week on their defense, and uh, same with San Francisco. Um, yeah, there are a few a few injuries, but I think that rotation on the defensive line there will will cause havoc for Kirk Cousins and and, and Co. So. Um, yeah, that is Thursday night football. Then let's move over to Sunday night football. Talking of the New England Patriots, they are plus two and a half at home to Miami. The over-under here is 46. Uh, your thoughts on the game, Liam? Yeah, this is a hard one because this is a very weak one kind of overreaction opportunity with how many yards two and stuff through through four in that game. Uh, I'm a bit of a two hater. Two, two is second favorite for MVP. What are we doing here? <laughs> joint favorite, like... joint favorite as well. Yeah. As well. Oh, sorry, six yeah, joint, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, joint favorite. Yeah, but our six times. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing there. They beat but, the Chargers. Uh, they beat the Chargers secondary. Fuck's sake. I've slandered him too much though, so he's going to get to a tipping point soon where I need to completely flip and like be yeah. a two of Stan. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to buy into that offense too much. Uh, I don't think Bill Belichick's going to leave Tyree Kill man versus, versus man coverage 21 snaps which is uh the last time someone did that the chiefs had 200 yards and a quarter all to tyreek hill so uh I, I don't think bill will do that so for me i think it'll be a lower scoring game my best bet is under 46 and a half um the dolphins run defense is awful and i think even though matt jones looked okay actually in the second half of the game uh, i think that they'll run the ball a lot which obviously kills the clock i'm a believer in bill belichick i think some of them touchdown drives will turn into field goals for the dolphins I did like the Dolphins' spread here, but Adam had already picked it, so I've gone for under. But I do think Dolphins minus two and a half is fair. It was three at, at, at one point, so I think if you can get two and a half, I think that's fair um, for them to score a field goal to, to win the game. But yeah, I've gone for unders because I just think Bill's too good of a DC to to let them do what they do. And obviously, the uh, uh, Dolphins' defense is good against the pass, not great against the run. So that just kind of means a quick game, loads of rushing, and then all I need is a few field goals, and the under should hit. Yeah, but best bet for me in this one by far is Ramondre Stevenson. Anytime touchdown goals, uh, goal scorer, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> it was slightly surprising. Yeah, it moved from three to two and a half. Obviously, it's a bit of a key number with a field goal. Um, I I do think yeah, it's an interesting one because there was quite a few games last week where you need you need this week to kind of get any confirmation as to whether a team that played well are good or the team that played bad are are bad. So you know, like Washington, Arizona, and. Giants and the Cowboys and, and whatnot as well. And I think the uh, the New England game and the Miami game last week. Obviously, we know Miami can score points, but um, it'd be interesting to see what Miami do against like a bit of a, a, a tougher defense or someone that knows them very well. Uh, yeah, I agree to your point about the man coverage against Tyreek Hill, uh, but I would probably go Miami two and a half uh, take away two and a half because I think it's, yeah, again, if it's a field goal game and Miami sneak it, you you win the points. So um, yeah, Adam, your thoughts. Yeah, um, you guys have covered it pretty much. Um, I, I just the the Eagles are minus four last, um, yeah, minus four last week in New England. I think it went to four and a half. I can't remember. I, I wrote this down when I was doing my lines as Patriots plus four and a half. So seeing only two and a half points, I, I'm going to take the Dolphins. Frankly, um, I do agree that obviously Billichek normally tries to take away the the biggest threat on the opposition. That is obviously Tyree Kill with Jalen Waddle. Um, questionable with a stomach injury again. 
Um, but I, I just don't think Tua can be stopped. We've now had, now had what about ten games of Tua and Tyreek Hill, um, and Tyreek's on for two thousand plus yards. They 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 seem <laughs> to be able to do it against anyone. Um, so until I'm disproven on that, which may well be Sunday night, um, I, I'm going to keep on back in the Dolphins. Really, I, I, I'm, it's a weird one. I'm the same with Liam. I'm not a believer in Tua really, but it's tough to look past his record as a starter when he's had these players around him. So I, I'm not sure it's entirely that much to do with him rather than the scheme and everything else. But he's winning games when he plays. So I'll um, I'll be taking Dolphins minus two and a half. Yeah, if you if you had to pick one now, I think looking at the betting, I think the Buffalo Bills were eleven to eight, and the Dolphins were six to four to win the AFC East. Who who are you taking? Um, probably still the Dolphins. I said Dolphins preseason. Um, they're obviously a game ahead now. I I don't have as much belief in the Bills as a lot of other people do. So yeah, probably still Dolphins, frankly. Yeah, Liam, who are you taking? Bills. I'm not taking. Not picking. I'm not picking Tua. <laughs> not ready to take him yet. <laughs> I did just look at um, on StatMuse, and uh, Tua has a four zero record against the uh, Patriots in his career. So I don't know what that means, but he does. So there we go. What about you? Who are you taking, Bills or uh, Dolphins or Jets with Big Zach? <laughs> I mm, I was very concerned with how Josh Allen played last night. Uh, not last night, Monday night. Um, it's very, very interesting. I mean, as the odds suggest, it's pretty much a coin flip as, as it currently stands. Um, I would probably take the Dolphins. Mm, yeah, it's, it's going to come down to the the head to heads, isn't it? I think with with them. But uh, yeah, we'll, to be we'll fair, put a mortgage on both, and you're going to be making profit. So and then New England, New England win the Sunday night, and then win the division. Probably. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no. Um, did you do it? Liam? Did I get you to do Sunday night football? I can't remember because it felt like long ago. If I did, yeah, but, yeah, under 46 and a half. Oh, and that was it. Yeah, that's correct. Lovely stuff, right? Let's move over to Monday night. Then, for some reason, we've got two games in week two, similar to what they did last season. Not quite sure really what's going on there, but uh, we, so yeah, we've got two games. First one up will be the Saints at the Panthers. Saints are minus three, uh, Panthers obviously plus three, six to four money line for the Panthers over under here is 40 another takeaway i had last week is i think the panthers are actually going to be quite bad and i don't know if this is a hot take or not but they'll be a top five pick uh i reckon in next year's draft i just don't think their line was awful their play was awful um nothing stood out to me to sell i know it's first game new uh new number one overall pick new quarterback and new kind of not necessarily new system but a whole lot lot of turnover in that team but there's a lot of worrying signs there uh for me for for carolina but i don't know how you guys feel um i i would quite easily take the saints in this one and i'll probably go the unders because i don't think the panthers will score that many points at all um and you know i think with the panthers having not necessarily have to to focus on their run game to to get any points or anything like that i don't think their pass game is is going to be any any good until at least the second half of the season until Bryce gets his feet under the table, so to speak. But considering the Saints dealt with Derek Henry and and the Titans last week, I don't see any problems here for the Saints, Liam. I don't know if you you feel any different. Um, not problems for the game. Maybe problems. I think that they could concede some more points. Like Ryan Tannehill was like all time bad in that game. Oh yeah. When I was, yeah. When I was doing his charting, like he had like I think five plays that. You would deem as potential picks. No, you know he didn't have five picks, but uh, yeah, he was really, really bad. And like they had so many free rushers where he wasn't picking up people. I know that people blame the offensive line for that, but he's the guy who's supposed to tell you, right? Don't leave that linebacker who's about to blitz me unblocked. And time and time again, the Saints were just killing him. So <laughs> I'm more hopeful that I think the Panthers' offense could be better than what the Titans' offense was. <laughs> but I agree with you. I think overall the line looked bad. Um, I actually think the defense looked worse than I thought because Desmond Ritter was not good and they still gave up, I think it was 24 points. Um, and like, I think, I can't remember how it was now, 60% on third down or something like that. So uh, my best bet is I've gone over 39 and a half. This is one of the games that's under that 40 point total. Um, and I just think the Saints offense missed a couple of key plays last week and they could have easily scored 27 points. And I just think against the Panthers defense, they could do that, and you only need the Panthers then to score what, like fourteen. So um, I don't, I don't yes. think they're getting fourteen. That's the problem. Like, and I know on their on their defense, I, did I see somewhere that JC Horns out as well? Because um, my my best bet is Chris Olave to score a touchdown this week. Yeah, um, Horns out, Horns out. Yeah, he's out for more than yeah. this week. It looks like yeah, because, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, no, I fancy uh, the New Orleans, New Orleans to, to to roll and just do whatever they want against the, the, the Panthers, to be quite honest, even if they are away. Adam, your thoughts? Yeah, my best bet for Monday night comes in this game as well. I've gone for the slightly bigger price for Rashid Shahid at 11-4. Obviously, he's the deep threat. He was six targets last week behind uh, 10 and 8 for Olave and Thomas. He obviously is going to get looked at. He was hyped in preseason. Derek Carr seems to like him. And yeah, I fully agree with all you with you guys really on the spread. I think Saints should win quite comfortably. I am I've been down on the Panthers, I've been down on Bryce Young since preseason and I don't see much to, to change that, frankly. Um yeah, I I've got nothing on the total. Um I, I do agree that I think the Panthers have struggled to score, but I do think the Saints are actually a pretty decent team this year, so wouldn't be surprised if they managed to score thirty themselves. Yeah, it's certainly the right area of the right number, 39, 40-ish, to, to get you to to kind of pick a lane. But, um, yeah, we shall see on that one. Uh, last game of the week is the Cleveland Browns. They travelled to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cleveland Browns are minus one and a half uh, on the handicap. Eight to 11 for the money line and six to five for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The over-under here also is 39 and a half. So uh, the two Monday night games do not have, uh, do not inspire any confidence in the points. <laughs> or they're going to be scored. Um, obviously, Pittsburgh Steelers had a bit of a rough time with the 49ers last time out. Obviously, they're at home now, but I don't necessarily think the Cleveland Browns defence uh, is going to let up or um, you know be very forgiving to, to Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. So, um, Liam, your thoughts on how this game is going to go and some, some bets that you like? Yeah, so might call this the the Sean Watson hater bet of the week um, instead of our Rey Mysterio Acker of the week. Uh, I'm going to go for the Browns under 18.5 points, which is 5-4. to four. Um, The total's low on this one. I actually do think both teams could go under that. Uh, even the Steelers under is 18.5 is like 5-6. to six. So for some reason, the bookies have got less confidence in them. But um, yeah, I just don't think the offense is very good. Didn't look good for me against the, the Bengals. I know he had a good drive in the third quarter, but um, I think this would be the typical AFC North game where it's like a slobber knocker and lots of running, lots of second and tens where you should pass it and they don't. Um, so, yeah, I think I'd probably go under on the Browns. The total is just difficult. It's like, who do you think is going to win the game? I'm obviously just going to pick everyone against the Browns, so I'm biased. There's probably no actual thought process <laughs> behind it. Um, but TJ Watt looked like a beast and Miles Garrett like a beast. So I think unders across the board is a good bet, but I'm going to go for Browns under the 18 and a half just because it's got plus Yeah. One. Yeah, yeah. No, I like the unders. I'd probably take Cleveland minus one and a half because I'd, I'd be more confident in them scoring points than I would the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but yeah, Great. it does it does, it does, does scream the old school Steelers-Ravens games where it's just going to be defence. And, um, <laughs> you know, if you had to pick a touchdown score, I, I can't really see going any any other direction than, than Nick Chubb because it's going to be a lot of running. I mean, if you wanted to be if you wanted to be cute about it, you could potentially do Deshaun Watson to run one in. But um, yeah, it's Again, it's going to be one for the purists. And if you're staying up at, um, again, I'm not staying up till till five a.m. this Sunday and getting a train <laughs> and getting a train back from Birmingham. So, I, like, luckily, I don't have to. I don't have to watch it in a casino. Um, but yeah, I, it's not going to be full of fantasy points. It's not going to be full of, I don't think, uh, highlight real, you know, kind of clips on on X, Twitter, type, whatever you want to call it. But uh, Adam, anything new or different? You, you think? Particularly, I've seen North all around this week. Obviously, it's Bengals Ravens in the other one as well, and they're probably both going to be tight, um, interesting but not exciting games. If that makes sense, um, I agree with Liam. Admittedly, I only watched the first half of that Bengals game, but the offense on both sides was pretty dismal. Um, <laughs> the weather probably did affect it. It was it was quite heavy rain there. It, obviously, Burrow couldn't grip it. He tried a glove at one point, tried without, and then couldn't do anything. But yeah, I, I didn't think much of either team, frankly. Um, Chubb obviously is the one play you need to look for in receiving yards. He went over that within, I think, the first five minutes last week. So have a look for that when the props are out. And um, yeah, I, I hope both lose. Uh, if they can tie, that would be <laughs> tie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hi, that's what you need. That's it. Uh, okay, if anyone that's watching on YouTube or Spotify or wherever you may watch it, a list of uh, 
are kind of prime time bets up there, but I'll quickly run through them. So Thursday night football, AJ Brown anytime touchdown score for me five to four. Hurts anytime touchdown score for Adam five to six. Uh, and Liam's got Je- Justin Jefferson 100 yards uh, receiving or more, and Jalen Hurts score a touchdown 72. For Sunday night football, me and Adam have gone for the Dolphins minus two and a half. They're at five to six, um, and then Liam's gone under 46 and a half points, 10 to 11. And then Monday night football. I told you the guys to choose it one game, but we've all seemed to have gone the Saints and the Carolina Panthers <laughs> game. I've gone Saints minus three. Adam's gone Shahid anytime at any anytime touchdown at four, 11 to four, uh, and over 39 and a half points there for uh, the New Orleans Carolina, Carolina game there for Liam. So then, fellas, that brings us nicely to the rest of the games on the Sunday. Uh, we'll start off with kind of handicap spreads, and Adam, I'll start off with you. You got any thoughts or anything you like for handicap wise on Sunday? Yeah. Yep, uh, top bet for me is a risky one. It's the Chargers because Chargers are going to charge you. Uh, they're minus two and a half um, at the Titans, I believe it is. I need yep. to, should have yep. really have written that down. Uh, yeah, minus two and a half at the Titans, which obviously slightly risky because Titans do have a very good defense. I do like Mike Rabel coaching that, um, but I just don't think they'll be able to keep up with the scoring. Um, obviously, Austin Eckler's been... I'd, I'd like to think he's just resting it this week and he'll be fine for the game, which is probably going to be the case. And he is incredibly good at what he does. Justin Herbert's obviously rather good. And they, they've got the passing game that can take it away from the Titans. Um, it, as I say, it's a risky one, but I, there wasn't a lot of spreads that jumped out to me this week. Um, Mike Vrabel, I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls something out and they win this one because that's the kind of thing the Titans do. But yeah, for me, this was the easiest one. I I had this Titans plus four and a half. So for me, I'm getting a couple of points of value. Um, and the other one was the other one I looked at was the one that Liam's going to mention in a minute. Um, so I didn't want to steal the thunder on that one. Um, so yeah, best bet for me this week on spreads will be Chargers minus two and a half. Liam. Yeah, ironically, me and Adam spend one day together and our brains uh, brains match. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to go Chargers. I think that's probably the best. I thought they should be. Th- more like three and a half, to be honest. So to get that two and a half is is good. There's loads of half point spreads, by the way, this week that just completely screw you over. Um, mm. Especially in my game, I really wanted minus three in the Chiefs Jags game, but I didn't get it. Um, so my best bet is the Rams plus seven and a half against the 49ers. Uh, I think the Steelers' offense is terrible. So I think the 49ers' defense looks better than it may be in terms of the secondary. I think the front's obviously incredible. Um, and Matt Stafford was like number one this weekend in explosive plays, uh, accurate throws over 15 plus yards, accurate throws over 20 plus yards, um, turnover worthy plays. He was number one, so he had the least. Uh, he looked sick. So he's against Brock Purdy. So I'm just thinking the Rams offense, Sean McVay was in his bag. I think they'll be good enough. Uh, and Aaron Donald as well was like second in pressures, even though he's double teamed more than any other player in the league. So um, they have yeah, no one. <laughs> Exactly. I just think those two players, I, I never thought I'd be taking this spread, but the Rams look so good uh, on offense with, with McVeigh and Stafford. I just think that in a game that they always play each other, these games are normally close. Stafford, no, uh, sorry, McVeigh normally beats Shanahan. That's kind of a traditional thing. Um, I just think the foot nines could be up by 10 and then the Rams kick a stupid field goal and you win your bet. So I'm just going to go for plus seven and a half. Yeah, you are a brave, brave man on uh, to to do that, especially against uh, 49ers. But yeah, NFC West games can be funny sometimes. Uh, anyone watching on YouTube, uh, the the spreads are running along the bottom. There are a few, maybe, maybe quoting a few different prices. Obviously, lines are changing ever yeah you know, since I put these up or since we we done our picks as well. So don't be too <laughs> don't be too worried that we're talking absolute bollocks. But um, <laughs> uh, my one, uh, yeah, I, I agree. There's a there's a couple that. Um, it, it, it is, it is quite hard. There do seem to be some that just don't make any sense. But like I say, the one that stuck out to me originally was Seattle, Detroit, minus five and a half Detroit. But I'd like to say after kind of looking, I think don't think Seattle will actually be that good. But um, yeah, there are some funny lines, but I think that's kind of to be expected for week two. The one I've gone for is Tampa Bay, uh, minus three. Um, I just think that the defense... Uh, I, firstly, I just think the Chicago Bears can't stop getting in the way of themselves. And I think they're just... Justin Fields definitely took a step back last week and I'm a massive Justin Fields fan, but that organization is just absolute dump. 
like it's an absolute hot dumpster fire of of crap in there. Uh, and until you know, I don't think Justin Fields is going to ever be decent at the, at the Bears because they're not going to allow him to be. So hopefully, for, I hope he gets traded somewhere at some point in the future. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't think the Chicago Bears are any good. And I think when you've got you're playing a, a defense similar to why I fancied them last week against um, Minnesota. You know, when Tampa Bay's defense, I think, will just cause havoc for for Chicago. And it could be another case where they only score like 10, 14 points. Uh, and I don't really like the, the Bears defense that much. And I think Baker Mayfield is still in that not necessarily honeymoon period, but in that period where he's not going to be sh- stupid and try and think he's Charlie Big big balls and do everything himself. So, um, you know, Evans obviously scored, caught a touchdown last week. I think he he, he looked all right. Um, and I think they've just got enough weapons on offense there to 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 kind of get it done. They're at home. Chicago, obviously, uh, north of, of the Americas, so they used to kind of colder colder games. But coming down to Florida, might they might struggle a little bit, especially early in the season when, you know, kind of fitness isn't, you know, mid-season form. So, uh, Tampa Bay minus three um, is my favorite bet there. Moving on, is there any any other lines that anyone wants to call out, or is there anyone yeah, real good? I was just going to mention um, the Packers Falcons game. Mm. I don't think anyone in the world is just going to know how to bet this game. You know, minus one and a half for the Falcons, the a team that loads, loads of people Packers. yeah picked to win the division. And Packers obviously look good, but they look good against the dumpster fire of crap Bears. as you described. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, so the only other one I wanted to mention was um, the. Commanders, uh, Broncos line. I think Denver are favoured by three and a half. Yeah, that is, not, that, that is not a good line because I still no. don't think the Broncos looked good, uh, even though he did have one cool touchdown pass. So yeah, that was another one I was like, you've got to chuck a minus three there and just let no one bet it. But they've done three and a half, and I think that's a, a lot of people going to bet on the Commanders, I think, in that game. Yeah. yeah. Let's move over I'm a little surprised that the Bengals are three and a half. Um, admittedly, they're at home against the Ravens, but I'm surprised it was over the half there. Um, and yeah, other than that, as I say, everything's pretty much where I thought. I thought the Jags would be three, and same as Liam, I probably would have taken the Chiefs side on that with Kelsey back. Uh, the Bills are a big price, but they're at home against the Raiders. If it was in Vegas, obviously, it would have been the other way. Cowboys, I can't do anything with because of the Zach Wilson thing. Uh, and yeah, I agree that Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson did not look that great, but um, obviously, teeth and problems are. I hope they're, I don't think the commanders look that great. Um, either, but uh, uh, yeah, well, uh, it's a wait and see for quite a few of the teams on this one for me this week. Yeah, I, I certainly agree. Let's move over to total points. Then, Liam, again, if you're watching on YouTube, they're scrolling under there on the bottom of the screen now on the little ticker. Liam, we'll start with your best total. Yeah, so we mentioned how low the totals are. So, I've obviously gone for an over and been the uh, square better there that, that thinks they're going to be over. I've gone for over 40.5. In the Packers Falcons games, and I just mentioned the the spread is quite tough, um, but I actually like both offenses. I think Matt Lafleur coached one of the best games you'll see with a brand new quarterback. They were they were really good on offense. Um, obviously, Arthur Smith hates fantasy football, and everyone who plays fantasy football hates Arthur Smith. But he is good at calling an offense, um, and I don't think the Packers are very good at stopping the run, which the Falcons will do do a lot. So I think that'd be a really fun high scoring game. I'm with you. I think the Packers will win, but. I didn't want to touch the spread, so I think going the over there is uh, is a is a good one for me. Um, and then I just wanted to uh, I wanted to mention the under fifty one in the uh, Chiefs Jags game. Uh, I think that totals totals too high with uh, Chris Jones coming back and uh, the way the Jags offense looked in the first half. And obviously, kind of Chiefs receiver catch a football. We'll find out six o'clock on Sunday. So uh, yeah, that's the one I thought was a little bit uh, a little bit too high. Love stuff, Adam. Yeah, I, I, I struggled a bit with the totals again this week. Um, I had a look through them earlier and wasn't a whole lot that jumped out. I went over 51 last week and that paid off. Um, I'm going over 47 in the Lions and Seahawks game this week. Obviously, the Seahawks lost a lot or let a, a lot of points in against the Rams last week. And I don't think the Rams are that great. So if they can do it, I think the Lions should be able to do it. Um, a lot of chatter about getting Gibbs a little bit more involved as the season progresses. He, he did look good in the small bits of play he got last week. Um, so it'll be interesting to see there. Um, if not, then I, I just think the Lions put up a lot of points. And I think the Gino will bounce back a little bit, even though I don't particularly rate him. They have a very good trio of wide receivers there. Um, so I think the Seahawks should be able to put up points. If they don't, then I'm off the Lions games for overs. 
Um, obviously, after last week, they kept it fairly tight against a disrupted Chiefs team. Um, and again, we have said it wasn't entirely to do with the Lions rather than the other way around. But um, yeah, I if if their defense is suddenly a little bit better than I was expecting coming in, then there'll be an under team for me going forward. But yeah, one one last go on the Lions uh, over 47. Um, before I get to my my pick, I, I did think the the Baltimore Cincinnati game forty six was seemed a tiny bit high. I know it's two you know top end quarterbacks, but that again strikes me as a, a kind of a defensive kind of tussle, if you like. So forty six, I, I was expecting that to be a couple of points lower. Uh, what were your thoughts on that, Adam? Um, I honestly, after last week, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, the Ravens and Bengals games have. They can be seventy points. They can be thirty points. It's it's not a game I want to really pay that much attention to, to be honest. With um with betting and just try and enjoy it um from from a viewing point of view. Enjoy it. Um, no, it's it's um Liam's just told us that ninety eight percent of the cash is on the under in that game. So they obviously agree with you as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, it, it it's one of those that if things click for both teams, they can both score. 30 plus points so it was a, it was a stay away on that one yeah um so what i tend to do with total points is you know first things i look at i think i've mentioned this well, yesterday yesterday months or you know previous episodes of uh, of the podcast that the first thing i look at is the the, the lowest scoring ones so everything in the 30s and see okay is there any overs there and similarly you know vice versa is there anything like in the mid 50s and think how oh, can they can we go under i've looked at all these ones that are 38 39 so you've got your like your new york giants arizona you've got your jets and dallas and you've got your washington denver and, and all the rest of them that are, that are kind of over that I, I just i can't see how these teams are scoring points so um I'd be happy to take it unders in all of them, but uh, I've gone for the Jets and Dallas uh, under because I think this is just going to be a defensive. This is going to be, a, again, I know I fancied it in the in the New York Giants-Dallas game, but these two defences, I think, will just take over. I don't think Dallas are will be good enough on offence in this game to, to overcome the Jets' defence. I just think it's going to be a... Both teams are going to score, you know... 14 17 or it's going to be like a I, I i really like the jets on the handicap because i don't think dallas will be able to score that much because again it's more i don't have much faith in in dak and in the offense um and this game the, the game against the giants was over before the offense even needed to you know took the field in any any meaningful way to be to be quite honest and um i just think the de- the defense the jets defense is going to want to play for not necessarily play for Zach Wilson, but play for themselves, if you know what I mean. Like, obviously, they've had the spotlight on them over the summer. I think they've got kind of got an identity now of, you know, we're going to be a defense team and, and run the ball. Uh, and I think Dallas on the others on, on the defense will just stop the run. Um, and they're, they're too they're, they're good enough. They're too good on the in the secondary to allow them to be thrown on. You know, it'll, you know, it'll take up catches like Garrett Wilson did against the Bills. You know that outrageous catch uh, for them to get anything going downfield. So I don't, I don't necessarily see many red zone trips in this game. Um, the only, the only, the only thing against when you do go unders on on thirty, you know, 39, 40 point games is you know if you get like you did with the Giants game, defensive scores or special team scores uh, that that kind of kill you. And they're kind of fluke things. You can't kind of predict those. So. Um, uh, you might be able to predict them against Zach Wilson. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, maybe, but I don't, yeah, I don't see Zach Wilson throwing throwing the ball more than it's going to be like a was it like a Jimmy Garoppolo in the in the playoffs a couple of years ago, like throwing the ball twelve times <laughs> or, or thirteen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if that, and he, yeah, some of the passes would be just be at the line of scrimmage and screens and and all the rest of it as well. So unless something fluky happens, I don't see both teams getting to twenty or either team getting to twenty. To be quite honest, and even if one gets three touchdowns and gets to twenty-one, I don't see the other team doing that. So I think the unders is quite safe there. Um, because these are two, yeah, different from the the New York Giants Arizona game and the, the Washington the Denver game. These Dallas and New York Jets are two good teams, so you expect that you can kind of hold your hat to say, okay, I think these teams are going to predict, are going to perform how you know how you predict them to. Whereas those other four teams that I mentioned, because they're such a, a bit, they're a volatile type team. Yeah, there'll be one time they'll they'll score forty, or there'll be one time they score zero. Um, so I'm a bit more confident that I think we know who the Jets and the, the and the and the Cowboys are. So you can kind of be a bit more confident that that it will play out how you expect it to. So I 
rambled on there for quite a few minutes to on the on the unders but unders is unders is pretty much my bet on the bet on there but there we go um can't really do too much in the way of touchdown scorers because uh the bookies haven't seemed to really want to put much out to be to be quite honest so we've done what we can with with touchdown scores and whatnot um maybe we'll try and put some out on socials um and there are let's say there are a few firms out there with with sums but there's not really much value and i've not had had really much of a chance to look through some of the bigger price stuff so um adam i'll start with you your favorite touchdown score a bit yeah i've gone with uh the guy who should have won my 400 quid on sunday night um <laughs> had a fourfold and um luke musgrave was the last one i was relying on coming into the late games and he fell over twice when wide open um with the ball in his hands annoyingly admittedly <laughs> slightly overthrown but I'd like to think he should still have been able to find the end zone with one of those. Uh, the positive thing was he was wide open on pretty much every reception he had. And the game that I watched in preseason with them against the Bengals, he was wide open. So they're obviously doing a good job of scheming him open, and he's a big lad. So I think 16-5, uh, to I think he was, um, at William Hill. I thought that was a decent price for him to, to score any time this week. And um, a shout-out for Rashawn Johnson, who... Tim obviously mentioned about last week. He's down to eleven to two now, but again, I thought that was a big price. He had uh, two rushing attempts and two receiving uh, two receptions in the red zone last week uh, over Herbert, who I don't think had anything. So they're obviously using him in in the red zone. Um, and then just when you guys were talking about the the defenses in Jets and Cowboys game, uh, Dallas defense is seven to two. The Jets defense is eight to one. So uh, obviously they that's how much they rate Zach Wilson. No, I don't mind the eight to one on the on the Jets defense because I think you know, Cowboys opening games they tend to just play, have a bit of a clown show to begin with, and then they play catch up. Um, just having PTSD of that watermelon kick from Greg Zerline all those years ago. Um, Liam, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think about that kick was now. Um, I've gone for someone who had the worst game of his life on Thursday, uh, who then I had a nice jersey arrive. On the on Friday in the post with his name on the back, which is great PTSD for me. Uh, I've gone for Kadarius Tony. His odds are actually worse than last week, which isn't great. Uh, five you to two. Catch, you can't catch the ball, can he? So. Um, but yeah, before this game, one of the best drop rates out of that draft class. Doesn't normally drop the ball. Um, he was open by more than any receiver. I think it was Bar Tutu Atwell, ironically. Um, all weekend like his open rate was nuts they couldn't guard him but he just dropped every pass that went to him uh Andy Reid already said this week like yeah he's wide receiver one I shouldn't have put him in the game after no training camp and like three days of practice Travis Kelsey's back like Adam said before so um they'll focus on him a lot in the red zone because that's just what you should do especially after how Thursday night went uh and yeah knowing what Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are like they love Tony so they're just going to scheme him up even if it's a one-yard play he plays rubbish the rest of the game they'll just want to get him a touchdown to kind of boost his confidence. Uh, and I think that game, I think the Chiefs I don't want to tempt fate, but I think they're going to score a lot of points in that game. So I've gone for Tony at five to two um, because, yeah, there wasn't many other options out there either. Uh, I did actually like um, in the Falcons game, uh, was it Pruitt? I think uh, it was something like six to one. Backup tight end was like six to one. And I was just thinking it would be very. Uh, you've, you've been working with Adam. We've been doing this with Adam too long. You've sort yeah. of wrapped off on you. Yeah. yeah. 22 Back to one last week, he was. <laughs> Yeah, backup tight ends is the way forward in life. So uh yeah, yeah. I'll go Tony uh Tony five to two. Yeah, I'll I will take going... him at six to one when he was twenty two to one last week. Yeah, I will be going back to the well with Musgrave and uh, and Ferguson. Uh, Ferguson got seven <laughs> targets. Just a, just a note on the Roshan Johnson thing that you mentioned there. All of his stuff was obviously garbage time. Uh, and I know the counterpoint to that is they could be garbage time again this week um, and give mm. Roshan some more touches. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to say it wasn't as if you know, he, he had touches early in the game it's all clear herbert to be quite honest um but yeah again it doesn't doesn't dismiss the narrative because again they could be garbage time and he could get fourth quarter stuff and and he can roll into the end zone because he, he's a good player yeah. so um i just thought i'd point that out but yeah my my attention's are pretty much on the the jags and the uh kansas city game because it's one of the highest points of the week and i think calvin ridley at 11 to 8 or travis etn uh evens i'll probably go uh, calvin ridley over etn but um Trevor Lawrence just absolutely peppered him, and Kevin Ridley looked absolutely out, out un, unreal. Um, so I think he'll he'll continue to he'll, he'll continue to be hot um, first couple of weeks in the season. And I say when you've got a fifty-one, or whatever the total points is in the, in the fifties, someone's the, the the touchdowns got to go somewhere. Um, 
And I know ETN obviously did score a touchdown, but you got another one kind of vultured from yeah, Tank Bigsby. I think the, the usage wise for, for ETN, uh, I th- I would have be I would have thought that ETN would be uh, odds on in this game, even if it's ten to eleven, five to six. And I know that's splitting hairs, but um, yeah, if you back ETN and Ridley, uh, I think it would take a capitulation uh, for for Jacksonville to the to, you know to, for them either of them not to score. Uh, what uh, price was Zay Jones? Jay Jones at fifteen to eight is much better than Christian Kirk at fifteen to eight because Zay Jones um, seems to be he's there in two wide receiver sets um, for for Jacksonville. So um, Christian Kirk yeah. barely got anything last week, so that's something to monitor because they they kind of go on names a little bit, the bookies and kind of reputation and stuff. And obviously Christian Kirk got a lot of money last year for the Jags and and whatnot. So yeah, that's one to keep an eye on throughout the season. And Zay Jones again, you know, similar to Garrett Wilson, had an unbelievable touchdown catch last week. So um, those are the two I'd, I'd kind of um, kind of focus on. Don't mind Evan Ingram at twos either, but if it turns into a shootout, but um, yeah, that's where we yeah. uh, that's where we're going. Yeah. Last week, I did say McCaffrey won't be even money again. He's won about one to two pretty much everywhere this week, unsurprisingly, Excellent. after uh, yeah. scoring last week. <laughs> um, Mark Andrews is above two to one um, for the Ravens against the Bengals. He'll, he'll be back and playing fine. Um, I thought that was bigger than bigger than I expected, to be honest. So, um, yeah, uh, 21 to 10 at Paddy Power and 11 to five at William Hill, I think he was. So, yeah, Excellent. I thought they were, they were bigger odds than I thought. And again, tight ends. Um, so it's going to be yeah. So it's going to be a Mark. It's going to be a Mark Andrews, Jake Ferguson, and Luke Musgrave Trixie this week. Yep. yep. Excellent stuff. Good to good to see. Right. Just uh, best bet troubles. Then let's just go. Kind of r- remind ourselves of what they are. Handicaps. I've gone Tampa Bay minus three. Adams gone uh, charges minus two and a half. At Liam LA Rams seven and a half. Uh, seven and a half. That's five point five seven to one at Skybet. Total points under 39.5. Dallas in the New York Jets game. Adams gone for over 47 in the Seattle Detroit game. Liam over 40.5. Green Bay Atlanta, that's 6.0, 7 to 1 with Coral. And then Calvin Ridley, 11 to 8. Luke Musgrave at 16 to 5. And Kadarius Tony, 5 to 2. Uh, for touchdown scorers, it's 34.19 to 1. Didn't have any, didn't have enough time to, to get a, <laughs> to get the best. Uh, what do you call it? The best bookie for that one, but I'm sure you can find it somewhere and just stick it on anyway. But uh, yeah, we'll stick some of those on socials because I say it's not great from a touchdown perspective, um, price wise. So um, you can only do with what you're given. So that's how we go. Uh, but there we go, fellas. Anything else? Uh, anything else before we get out of here? Nope. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. That's it. Thanks for joining us, everyone that watches us on YouTube or listens on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you do. If you are watching YouTube, we'd really appreciate any comments or any uh, kind of feedback or anything like that to make sure you yeah, better or more relevant to, to kind of what you guys are, are betting on out there. Um, yeah, so that's week two. Week two in the books. Obviously, we'll be back again same time next week on six thirty on Thursdays. Hopefully, with a bit more information from in terms of touchdown scores, but who knows. Um, Bit, bit shitty, but there we go. There we go. Um, good luck with all your bets. Obviously, everyone, make sure that you know with all the bets you're putting on, you're, putting, you're gambling responsibly. And uh, when the fun stops up, we'll be uh, crossing our eyes over week week two, and then kind of get some more. Obviously, we have a bit more information, so maybe we can give you some more takeaways uh, come next Thursday as well. So, but uh, yeah, we will see you next week. Please gamble responsibly and take care of yourselves. Bye bye. <laughs>